is the Aquasensory Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilson. In this show, you will learn all about sensory harmony in water for babies and the early years. Because when we grow to love, connect and respect water, learning follows naturally. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm so excited today. I've got Josette from the Urban Birth Plus, and we've connected, haven't we, through Baby Massage, the Blossom and Berry community, and been chatting all about inclusivity and diversity. It's a real subject of passion of mine where we're really creating safe spaces and being really mindful in our classes. But I love your background because it's really diverse, isn't it, with your business? So many different strands. There's like baby massage, hypnobirthing. And we were having a chat about what exactly that birth and plus means as well so uh, do let everybody know because I love everything that you do and your socials wow they are just so vibrant as well oh hi Joe. thank you very <laughs> much that was a lovely introduction so yes I'm Josette from Urban Birth Plus and yes the plus part for baby massage tummy time newborn nurture starting solids all of these things to add to the urban birth so all of those parent and and parenting so so yes that's me and I'm based in Germany and it all started out with baby massage first mm. and this came about from my experiences of becoming a first-time mum in a very very foreign country and I had no idea what I was letting myself in for I moved to Germany six months pregnant three months later I had my baby I birthed I kind of had this this motto of mine I birthed in silence and that that wasn't because I was mute I couldn't speak German I couldn't communicate my needs and my wants so I was I was silent in this I had no voice in my birth and post-birth as well, all the aches and the, the pains that one can go through. I didn't know how to voice what it was. So I just, I kind of suffered in silence, let's say. I just mm. kind of got on with it. And then I realised after joining a community here in Stuttgart, I realised there were so many more families, mainly mums, because it is a mums group. And I would read similar stories to mine and then that's when I was like do you know what I I would love to be able to support somebody on their journey so they aren't going through to make their journey a little bit easier than mine was to to give them that support so that's where the baby massage came in as well and my my previous background of being a neonatal nurse and so I merged the two together and decided to do baby massage and then it's just grown into hypnobirthing Yeah, no, amazing. And all your socials and something that you're very clear on is being an amazing, amazing woman of colour and just bringing that through and celebrating for everybody to see, but to to understand and you know so we are a lot more conscious and aware of cultural bias and we can be educated as well so I think that is so so nice. Thank you it this has all it's it's more so stemmed from the events of 2020 Mm. Um, and I realized (laughs) not from 2020 that I'm a person of color but 
I, I am a black person and I should not be afraid to use this in my business to be to be that person of representation to others and for others as well, because I have realized in the baby massage world, especially, it has gained momentum over the years and there aren't many people of color mm. who are teachers. And, and I feel that it is important for other families of color to realize, oh, actually, I can do baby massage. Mm -hmm. Actually, when I was a baby, my grandma did something, but we never called it baby massage, but that's basically what we were doing. So it's all about letting other communities know that baby massage isn't for one demographic only. It's for everyone. And remembering the roots of baby massage as well. I try and get this out in my content. So recently that the, the decolonizing of baby massage to go to the roots, to honour the roots in classes. It doesn't have to be every every session, mm. but just letting parents know this is actually where baby massage comes from or originates. So, yeah, it's just bringing that awareness of there was baby massage many, 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 many moons ago. And it's not just a Western thing with pretty frilly classes and lots of singing and dancing and jiggling and all that. It can very much be a an art of just being with on your lap, just you and your baby, nothing else going on around. Going back to the basics of baby massage. Lovely. Yeah, I feel that's important to try and bring across. No, I love that because touch is so bonding and healing isn't it it can be mm. as you say so so nice for parents to have that moment and to bring through and as you say honor those roots as yeah. well yeah definitely and it's and it is okay to have the groups you know that they're out there for that support network for parents who want to get out but also just bearing in mind, again, the roots of baby massage when you are sat at home outside of that community baby massage group. When you're at home, just realising and thinking about the roots of baby massage and the, the real importance of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Because as you say, it's really embedded in so many cultures as well. I mean, India, for example, you know, it, there is so many different practices, really, really embedded traditions, isn't there, for when babies mm -hmm. are born. And I'm a advocator of bathing as well. And I absolutely love traditional bath time rituals and just learning of how touch is used in a really, really traditional way and often with scents and different oils and flowers. And it's so nice to receive baby and to really go back to traditional roots and just you don't have to be practicing it in, 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 but just learn about them and the traditional ways. I love it. I'm so, you know, open to, to learning about other cultures, routines and rituals. It's so rich. It is, it is, it's, it, it really is. And over the past few years, I have gone into the roots and cultures and um, some countries in Africa, they, they do a, a special bath. Oh, wow. I don't know if you're aware of it. And it's usually the grandparents that will do the bath and massage. So wow. it's really interesting how they combine the two, water and the massage 
uh, in touch as well so yeah and it's really interesting to watch them yeah that's lovely and it's it's what I felt as well was I had an intuitive combination between water and touch as well so again not so much combined in our western world but something that I am really strong sort of bringing through but how wonderful that as you say going back to traditional roots that it was always there so did they combine any with voice or sound was there anything of those sort of coming through as well not that I not that I could tell because sometimes they put a a, a, a mute music over oh, the cool. you yeah. can't really tell but there's always I've, I've noticed that there's talking. I don't know whether it's singing, talking. It's a language that I don't understand. Yeah. But there is that element of voice in there as well. So using all the sensory. Mm. <laughs> sensory. We are just sensory people. We, we, we receive it and we give it. And some of us don't realise we are doing it. And I think this is what I try and get across as well in some of my socials as well. It's it's not just this is what we do because we're telling you to do it. It's it's the how, it's the why. And when you realize what you are doing can really benefit baby in a specific way, you you massage with a different intention yeah. and a different energy as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you often in your socials call them vibes and I love it. And <laughs> you're always talking about vibing a lot. And, and that vibe is so strong. It really, really comes across as well. You mentioned energy there. Why is it so important to to bring that through your work? I I feel I prefer to use the word vibe because mm. I feel that I can speak to a wider audience Mm. and not everybody can relate to the word love Mm. not not everyone can not everybody has has had this experience of love but what some people might relate to is a vibe or an energy and when you vibe have that vibe and energy with your baby you are then, as a byproduct, you're connecting. And then the connection of of that vibe, you are then actually, you're releasing all the hormones that we know that connect us. But then when you really get deep down, it is love. So it's it's another way to get to the word love without it it being too forceful or a word that's too much of a trigger for some people. So that's my, that's the reason why I use that word. And energy is really important with massage. And I did a reel a few months ago and, excuse me, it is all about with that intention, massaging with the intention to massage, not just for the sake of it, not because, you know, you feel it's something you have to do, but when you are in that frame of mind to massage, your baby will feel that vibe yeah. Through, from you through to them and it's that you then create that serve and return so you're smiling with your baby they will reciprocate that back to you you're cooing with your baby you are showing your baby all of these different facial expressions and they can sense how you're touching them as well some babies can sense this so if you're 
through that relaxation, through you, through that vibe, baby will also pick up on that as well. And it's the same if you're tense, baby will pick up on that as well and might not settle for you. So yeah, vibes are vibes are an important part of, of baby massage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. I often say to my parents in classes, don't always have to use words baby will know what you're thinking (laughs) and you know you can almost whisper internally and send through your messages did you know that vibes vibration is actually amplified through water maybe our our traditional cultures knew that as well that's why they combined water and touch because there's an amplification And again, the the human body is made up of water as well. So I did something creating a post about this and um, using one can use their voice in labour and why it's important because of the sound vibrations Mm. and it's amplified through our bodies because we're made up of water. And with that, the amplifications and the vibrations are hitting on that nerve, the vagus nerve in the body, and sending rest and relaxation. Yes. So, so yeah, the the voice, it's yeah, it's a really important part for babies, sound, and yeah. it can be very, very relaxing, yeah. And it's lovely, isn't it? Because we are also giving all, all of our parents an inclusive voice as well in our classes. And that's what it's about, isn't it? Having that inclusivity and diversity and I know sometimes those two words are often put together but I wonder if people actually really you know think deeply or we just you know so I am going to share an experience that you know so it's very important that you know we are more culturally aware now but are we you know comfortable and understand what inclusivity and diversity is are we just going through a bit of a tick box exercise I'm totally honest that I had to do a lot of research a lot of courses a lot of understanding what I didn't want to do was go through a tick box exercise so my classes really wanted to create safe spaces and to make sure that I'm really honoring inclusivity and as I say not just maybe I'm just going to give you some examples this is from personal experience thinking oh yeah I have to show people I'm this and I have to show people that I'm that oh I must choose this image I must do this in my classes so I'm really conscious and aware of of how I'm what words I'm choosing what safe practices what language what images so yeah that's that's I feel you know it's really really important to make is it like make people really feel included yeah and it's it's it is really important and it's it's a very big topic Mm. and for the majority of white people who haven't had to do this or think about it Mm. it is work it really is work and understanding the differences of diversity and inclusion and of course in this umbrella there comes equity so the diversity what is diversity if you know what diversity is then you can kind of move forward a little bit so the differences diversity are differences Um, equity providing equal access so this is more aiming at I suppose all of the instructors whether it's baby massage 
aquasensory, bath time instructors, all of these instructors. And then inclusion, which is fostering a sense of value and empowerment. Mm -hmm. So when one can understand what these three things are, it will be easier to incorporate this in posts, for example. The more one does it, yeah. the it will be just second nature to just do a post and then, oh, it's automatically actually inclusive. Yeah. And I did come across a, a bit of text, which I will read. And I noted here, while a truly inclusive environment is naturally diverse, yeah. diverse environment is not necessarily inclusive. And it made me think, ah, because I've got to be honest, I haven't done work on diversity and inclusion it's only been the the past few years where I thought okay I am a diverse person but I also wanted to educate myself on a different level so I would be able to have these conversations not just from an an experienced point of view I'm not an educator I'm not an anti-racist educator there are so many amazing people out there but from what I've learned from them and um, it's educated I've educated myself even more so having an understanding one can make their classes one can have diversity in their classes but if you don't know what to do with that diversity yeah. you one can be doing a little bit more harm so it's really important to make classes inclusive yeah and when one feels knows that they are inclusive they they can feel belonged they yeah. they, they don't question why they are there in that class because they don't have to because of yeah. the instructor providing a certain environment where someone will feel belonged yeah and I can understand that it's difficult for instructors who are in predominantly one types of settings only. They may feel, well, I don't need to be inclusive because nobody diverse has come into my classes. But there could be that one person. Yeah. Right? And I think, yeah, and I think also we need to use, because when people sometimes, so this is my shared experience, a bit of a myth that when we think about inclusion, a lot of it, people just think about race, but it isn't. It's race. Yeah. It's gender. It's disabilities. It's actually any individual special needs. It's it's the so, as you say, and it's very word itself, diverse. Again, yeah. just just. I think it's lifelong learning and wanting to create, you know, good intentions. And yeah, I don't know about you, but I don't, I personally don't mind asking people, how can I help you more? Is there any more, anything I can do to, you know, is, is English your first language is always something on my enrollment forms. Do you have any individual needs? Is there anything that I can make you feel more comfortable? These are the type of things that we use. What pronouns, you know, on, on enrollment forms and following it up, any cultural things that we can do in our classes to make everybody would be different music for example is there anything else that you feel that you've you've maybe changed or helped and supported parents a little bit more uh just being mindful of my mm. language and like you say you it's it can start from a form 
um, somebody going to fill in a form and realize, oh my goodness, this this company, this business has actually taken into consideration differences. Yeah. And just from reading that from the from the booking forms can make someone continue to fill in that booking form rather than think, oh goodness, they've not got a clue. Actually, I don't want to go to this class anymore mm-hmm. because it's I'm not going to feel safe. It's going to be hard work you know so it can it can start from there or it should start from there if one isn't on social media then it should start from that booking form and just being mindful of language and like you say diversity is not only about race and color or culture it is the whole spectrum from additional needs yeah so it's having an awareness we, we don't have to be experts in mm. all different areas of, of inclusion, but it's having an awareness. And if one doesn't know and asks, which I think is absolutely fair enough to ask, and if you've got a week before somebody's going to start, then just do a little bit of research. Mm. And, and if still, if you don't know, just ask, not in a patronising way, double-checking whether it's okay to ask these questions because people who do, who are belonging to a minority group might be sick and tired of these questions being asked. So just asking, just asking to get that clarity as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's nice. And sometimes even more so, I find that I really want to let my swimmers know that they are very welcome to wear what clothes they feel comfortable in the pool because culture is really important with swimming and it can be a barrier actually it can be a barrier to want to go swimming for a lot of people so to to really reduce barriers and have you know open access because obviously learning to swim is so so important and yeah, if we're not sort of learning when we're young, we've got to then learn when we're adult because you've got a little bit of a, a swimming story, haven't you? <laughs> I have. Water swimming is, it is important. Mm. Um, it's a skill that I feel so many should have, especially if you are going to be, if one is going to be in an area where there's going to be water. Mm. So my swim journey, I started off swimming like a lot of youngsters do in the UK going to swim classes and then when I went to primary school I also had swimming lessons in primary school I think from year six there was no more swimming and because there was no more swimming I didn't go swimming either so from the age of what are we in year six around about 10 10 years old yes yeah yeah that will be right yeah 10 11 yeah I didn't swim again. I was never afraid of water. I was just never confident in water. The coordination of moving my arms, my legs and breathing and trying to get to a certain destination, it just wasn't coordinating. Fast forward a couple of decades, I had my firstborn and then I had my second and they are brilliant swimmers. My youngest is five and she just got her first swimming badge. She swam four lengths. Wow. She swam four lengths. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't even do a width. And then I thought I have to learn because swimming is a big part of the culture here in Germany. 
And I signed up back in January and I got a place in April, in April, and it was a 12 week course. And I became more confident and it reminded me of when I'm teaching baby massage as well. It's 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 the science behind it, it's the how. And when you can you kind of swim differently as well. Yeah, I had a swim journey and I want to continue it because I would like to become a bit more stronger and a little bit more confident. And it was just interesting because the group that I was in, it was a group of people of colour. It was really interesting. And then I came across a podcast on Instagram. Instagram is a great place. And this lady was talking about statistics about with people of colour and that a lot of people of colour cannot swim. And like, can't swim or won't swim. Mm. And it was just really interesting to see the barriers as to why lots of people of colour won't swim or can't swim. And uh, yeah, it was just really interesting to listen to that podcast alongside my my swimming journey. But it's something that everybody should be able to have access to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an important life skill. And I really enjoyed my swim journey. I felt like I was a fish afterwards, but I, I need to rein myself in because I still need to, I still need to learn a bit more. But I'm confident getting in a pool. Open body of water. I want to. I did jump in on holiday. And I'm like, okay, just get me to the edge as quick as possible. But yes, my swim journey was was a learning experience. And I'm glad that I'm now a little bit more confident so I can get in the water with my children. Oh, that's nice. And our listeners won't be able to see, but oh, I can see the absolute joy on your face, <laughs> the big, big smiles and just the, you know, and I, I I have shared experience with water as well, that connection and that feeling, mm. and that sense of achievement and, you know, being part of something. And it's a skill that, you know, as you say, that you can really share with you with your children as well pass that on that that love of water really as well as obviously having the safety aspect which is important as well definitely definitely yeah it's it's a huge sense of achievement being able to do this at the right old age of first well done you well done you so you must be working on lots of different things right now with your all your different hypnobirthing and baby massage where can we find more of your beautiful work and if anything's resonated and people would like to get in contact where can we find you oh you can find me on instagram facebook and my website urbanbirthplus.com or urbanbirthplus on instagram and facebook and you can drop into my dms i do i will be doing more demonstrations on baby massage more information on hypnobirthing as well me there and in September there'll be um, hypnobirthing and baby massage combined in a different way to still bring that message the important message of hypnobirthing and the important message of baby massage across in a non-teaching environment let's say so so many different ways to be able to learn of the importance of these two ancient arts 
Oh, thank you. I'll pop all your links below because I'm sure, like myself, connected and think, wow, just need mm-hmm. to know more. It's so, so nice. Really enjoyed our connection today. And as I say, your work, I love the word vibe and it, it certainly does vibe your socials. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for your wonderful compliment and for inviting me on to your to your co- podcast. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Aqua Sensory Way. It's so nice to have you here tuning in today. Let's connect again soon. I'd love you to find out more about creating sensory harmony in water. Come and join us on our socials and in our community Facebook group, Aqua Sensory Connections.